This is the Black Experience, a dive into everything Black. Sit back, relax, and imagine yourself walking through life in the lens of the Black community right here on CHUO 89.1 FM. This upcoming Sunday, April 23rd, renowned local visual artist and entrepreneur, Dorothy Konku, the owner of Drip and Paint, is hosting her second art exhibit, The Hustle Files Art Show. Featured on CBC, Dorothy Konku, known for her vibrant and expressive artwork, has been painting since the age of 11. Born and raised in Ottawa, she draws inspiration from grief and trauma. Her artwork often tells a story, exploring themes of identity, culture, and personal growth. With the launch of this event, Konku is looking to create a space for local creatives where they can network and share artistic creative expression. The exhibit promises to be a must-see event for art enthusiasts and anyone interested in contemporary painting, music, and poetry. Stay tuned for a heartfelt conversation with Dorothy about her artistry, the purpose behind her business, and the launch of her upcoming art exhibit. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. I'm looking forward to um, learn more about you and your event and everything. But before we get into your event coming up Sunday, April 23rd, Mm -hmm. give our listeners a bit of background on when you first started painting and how it became such a big part of your life? I first started painting when I was roughly 10 or 11 uh, years old, and my love for the arts came from a TVO kids show called Art Attack. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what the artist did, he used to grab a bunch of like random objects and throw them on the ground. So like at first it wouldn't look like anything, but then when the gold camera would like back up into the sky, you would be able to see like an image of like a dog or a plane from afar. And they were like made out of like the random objects that he just threw randomly on the ground. So I started doing the same thing at home while watching that show. And I found that I'm very visual and hands-on. Um, and I started painting as well at my parents' home. And they saw my artistic gift as something that could go far. But, you know, when you're a kid, you want to do so many things. So I played basketball. I did so many things. So, But I somehow always ran back to painting, especially um, as an escape from, you know, the gun violence, depression, anxiety growing up. And to also avoid being sucked into the influences of the streets that I grew up in. Um, so over the years, I started off doing free paintings and then started putting out my paintings on social media and then that's when people started to see them and I would get inquiries from people like to do artwork for them and I just kept doing it over the years so now I'm here. Amazing I love that. Um, Speaking of like uh, getting inquiries from folks so how do you balance the emotional intensity of creating art as a coping mechanism with the Mm -hmm. demands of producing art for public consumption? For me I had to learn that art is art and I don't paint for others in a sense of like painting for approval of the public or for others to tell me well this isn't real art or it needs to look like a certain way there is an intensity when it comes to inquiries to do work for clients because you have to meet their needs and not necessarily yours but the way that I see it is if they asked you they asked you for a reason and they could have went to anybody else so I really take that as a compliment And I see that as, you know, I can add my original 
creativity um, that this person saw fit. So that helps me, you know, when I affirm myself, you do art and the people who love your art will buy it and support it um, and just not worry about those who don't. So, yeah. Period. Did you ever go to art school at all? No, um, I had a couple of people like recommend it and like I looked into it, but I, I think I took an art course in college when I went to Algonquin College years ago, but it wasn't something that I liked. Why? Because you're in art class and there's a professor and they're kind of teaching art in their way and okay. it's taken away the creativity from me and it wasn't my style and they were kind of always try, you know, trying to change the way that I do art. So it was like very uncomfortable for me. I didn't feel like I can fully be creative with my style of art and just kind of always being told to draw the circle this way. But I'm like, no, I want to add color to the circle, you know? So right. yeah, I never did art. Like I did take like art courses, but they weren't really my, my thing. So yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Can you then walk us through like the creative process when you do paint? Honestly, it differs all the time. I could either have a dream about something and then paint it or, you know, it could be something that I went through, um, like whether trauma or, you know, something that I've seen on the streets. Then once I get that image, I try to sketch it out on the canvas. And I consider myself a storytelling artist. So I always think about what message can I portray on this art piece? Like there is artwork that doesn't necessarily always tell a story, but for me personally, I like telling stories. I like adding an important, like kind of pun intended message and to get the viewers to really have a thinking process and spark conversation about what the art, the piece is about. So once I create the sketch, I may erase it a couple of times if I don't like it. And then I just paint over it and it could take, anywhere from like a couple days to like five months to finish a piece so okay so it really depends like on the vision and how you're feeling or what you're trying to convey Mm -hmm. that moment right there and then exactly and also like trying to balance that with like life (laughs) so sometimes as an artist you forget that you have a life you forget to eat you forget to take breaks and I'm the type of person like if I start something I want to finish it and then worry about everything else so yeah yeah yeah, I feel like that's what happens when you're really in you're really in the medium that you that you belong in, you know, the purpose. Exactly. Exactly. How would you say that your style and approach to painting has evolved over the years? So like going from putting a bunch of random things together <laughs> as a kid to now like, you know, your beautiful mm-hmm. painting now. Trauma and experience has been a big part of it. I've been through a lot in life almost every year and whether good or bad, I try to turn it into something beautiful as much as I can, especially through art. So I think painting has always been my way of expressing those things through my own lens and paintbrush. Um, So it's really just growing up and still creating and trying to always portray a message through it basically. Um, So I, I got inspiration from everything and people and, experiences and all that stuff so all that put together has really helped me evolve into the artist that I am today thank you now in terms of your art pieces can you tell us about a specific piece of artwork that holds particular significance to you and the story behind it 
Yes, um, I love this question. <laughs> I have a specific painting called Not Your Target, and it displays a Black man in L.A. who is um, in tears because of the violence in you know the U.S. against Black men, whether, you know, just regular gun violence or, you know, violence against police, police brutality. And um, if you look at the details of the painting, if you've seen it, he has tears coming down his eyes as he looks behind him with the two police laser guns pointed to his head as he looks back. And um, the more detailed details with has an American flag displayed in his eye. So um, although I live in Canada, this absolutely happens everywhere. <laughs> and I've lost very close friends who were brothers to me almost every year to gun violence and injustices. So this specific painting definitely resonates with me in that sense. I love that. It's very powerful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, uh, you have an art exhibition coming up this Sunday, April 23rd, called the Hustle Files Art Show. Can you give us a bit more detail surrounding the event and what folks can expect from attending? Yes, ma'am. So, um, First, we at Drip and Paint, we are launching our new series of art exhibitions called the Hustle Files Art Show. Um, like you mentioned earlier, it'll be on April 23rd from 7.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Collab Space or the Urban Center in Nupian. And it'll consist of local artists in music, um, spoken word poetry, and artwork. So they'll be showcasing and displaying and selling their artwork. Um, I think it's super important for every city to have something like this and even more important for the creatives of every city to come out of their shell and show the world what they can do. Um, because I was once, you know, an artist that absolutely nobody knew. <laughs> and it took art exhibitions like this for me to be known and for people to request inquiries for me. So because years ago I had the opportunity to showcase my artwork and now I'm here, I want to try and do the same for other locals and creatives in my city for the best way I can. Um, so if you're a lover of art and music and are looking for something fun and creative to do that has food and a bar, come out and support our locals, buy their artwork, post them on social media, and listen to some dope music from talented artists in the city as well. It's going to be fun, jam-packed. Bring your friends, grandma, sister, cousin. <laughs> I'm super <laughs> excited. And um, you can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Drip and Paint. And also get your tickets for our upcoming art exhibition at www.dripandpaint.com slash tickets. Awesome. Amazing. <laughs> How do you decide like who to add or who's, which artists or which pieces that would like kind of align with you in a way in your exhibit? And like, what's the thought process behind uh, behind the collection? Um, for me, um, my thought process is really how can we make it as for a, an art exhibition at least? How can we make it as engaging and immersive as we possibly can while showcasing these talented artists and their different styles of art? Um, I reach out to local artists that I think should showcase their artwork if I'm feeling their work and artists in music as well. Um, and make sure we have a DJ for the tunes. Everyone's art has some type of story behind it or different style. And I try to incorporate, you know, not just like portraits, but also landscape. Also, like, I don't know, um, like, you know, people make art out of metal. People make art out of pencils, you know. So I try to incorporate like 
all styles of art that mm-hmm. I think is really cool. And yeah, so like I love art that tells a story that others may not understand, but it forces a thinking process out of it. So I try to incorporate that in my art shows. I love uh, that. I re- I can really appreciate the fact that you're trying to mm-hmm. create so much diversity in art. Yeah. I really, yeah. really love that. Uh, would you like to give the listeners like um, the names of who's going to be there, like uh, such as the artists and, and performers as well? Yeah. So our lineup, we currently have a couple of um, performance artists and that list uh, stems from Mac Musa. We got Victor, who does spoken word poetry. We have David Notes. We have um, Apollo the Child, who's also a spoken word poet. poet. We have Ruben Charles. We have Corey. And we have Noir Doré, who will also be performing. And the couple of artists, the, the painters and uh, sculpture artists that we have, Musa. We have We Are One, we have Gab, we have Chingay Designs, we have Lost Ones, Tyrion, Castleberry, and Nailisa. So yeah, that's the lineup for the artists as well as the uh, performers. Ooh, it's going to be show, show, show. I'm so excited. What? I already know. Okay. That's why people need to come out and pull up, bring your friends. Bring your neighbor that you don't like. <laughs> Everybody and they mamas, okay? <laughs> exactly, period. <laughs> um, awesome. So what are some challenges that you faced while, or that you faced while preparing your exhibits? How do you overcome them? Ooh, for me, um, sometimes there is, actually not even sometimes, let's be real. Always there is stress going on, like hunts for venues, you know, venue scoping as we currently do mobile events and making sure the venue has everything or has at least majority of what that type of event would need, like easels or like certain types of objects and props that we can use and and like the lighting and do they have the media stuff like microphones, like a stage, you know? So I have to scope and order the equipment that the artist needs if necessary making sure audio and media is right for the performers, making itineraries for every event, creating content for promo. It's a lot, you know, like, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way because I love what I do and I want to try and not just be known as an artist, but be known as an impact in my city the best way that I can and know how and Organizing events is always nerve-wracking at times, but thankfully for every event, I have a team of people who help me put these events together and help keep me sane and help to set up and take down and keep events organized while I'm running around teaching or running around trying to make sure, you know, nothing bad happens. So if you're listening, shout out to you. (laughs) Yeah, one thing I realized is when you're trying to put something big together is that you definitely cannot do it alone. You need a team. Right. Yep. It takes a village. Do it yourself. Like, you know, you need a strong team of people behind you for sure. Exactly. You will definitely burn out trying to do this by yourself. So, like, if you have that group of people who speak life into your business and, like, push you to be better in business, like, keep those people around you because that'll literally, without that, it's really hard to make it alone as an entrepreneur, in my opinion. Big facts. And then you have to be selective about those people too. It can't just be anybody, right? Oh yeah, no. You really like need to use your discernment because some people are really like 
scheming, you know? Use you, you know? Exactly. And, like, there has been people in my past that have done that, but, you know, like, I just use that to my advantage and, and just keep moving forward. And, you know, like, I use that as, like, like you know, a way to kind of motivate myself that I must be doing something right if this person or these people are have that intent those intentions with me. So, yeah, Period. exactly. <laughs> oh, um, just like there's challenges. What was your favorite part about putting everything together? My favorite part about putting everything together is when when it's finished setting up <laughs> when, when everything is finished setting up so I can breathe and take a little break a little bit um and really is just seeing the success of the artists that come and display their work some of them it may be their first time exhibiting you know and they don't know anybody or they're shy and like they come to these events and then they display their work and they may sell three or four prints and they've never done that before so that that's really what makes me happy to continue try and continue doing these events because that's how I started you know no one knew me I did you know art exhibitions I didn't sell anything the first art exhibition but then the second one came around and then people wanted to buy my art so it's like it makes me really happy when I see um you know actual success from the events from the artists that exhibit so yeah Amazing. Well, I'm so excited for April 23rd. Um, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> now, before we um, wrap up, would you like mm-hmm. to let our listeners know where they can find you? Yes. So um, you can find us at Drip and like A-N-D Paint on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, we also host paint and sip events in the city of Ottawa. So um, we're trying to do those more frequently every month. So if you're, you know, a mimosa or like sip and paint, looking for fun activities to do in Ottawa, definitely look out for those and make sure you're following us. And yeah. Oh, also, if you're an artist who um, would love to exhibit your artwork, um, just visit our website at www.drippingpaint.com. There's a section where you can send an application to have your artwork displayed at uh, the exhibition. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dorothy. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. (laughs) And thank you for speaking with me. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the event. Me too. Hope to see you there. (laughs) You will be. Thank you so much. Thank you folks for tuning in and make sure to follow Drip and Paint on Instagram. That's Drip A-N-D Paint. Come out and support talented locals in music and spoken word poetry, along with creative visual artists and network with new people this upcoming Sunday, April 23rd at 70 Bond Guard Avenue in Nepean. Secure your tickets at dripandpaint.com slash tickets sitting at $35 for regular admission and $45 for VIP, which comes with extra perks. Hope to see you there and see you soon. This was the Black Experience on CHUO 89.1 FM, a safe space where we discuss and dive into everything Black. Thank you for tuning in. That was it, folks. Have a great rest of your week and see you soon.